podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. And this is true We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging In fact, don't take it seriously We're only bugging Hello, my name's Mark Webster This is the Whistleblowers Welcome back, everybody I say welcome back, everybody um, You've all been where you've been I've been somewhere else So there's going to be no one here in the first place Strange way of introducing myself back to the football season But that's exactly how I've done it so we're going to stick with that for now, I think you'll find. The nice thing is we've arrived pre-season, which means we've got an opportunity to talk about what happened at the weekend. Because I've got a funny feeling we may have seen something of a Mexican standoff at glorious Wembley Stadium. And I'm delighted to say we've got a couple of first-timers here who can chat about this with a bit of first-hand experience. They understand what's been going on in both of these football clubs. First of all, my welcome, Mr. Tim Cooper. How are you, sir? Freelance journalist to the stars, um, obviously, you know, you, you put pen to paper on, on many topics, but your heart belongs to, uh, for, and, and uh, is that born and bred, is that the South London connection or the North London connection? <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I meant obviously generationally through families. Well, since, since I've lived in London, yeah, I've always lived within a walk of the Arsenal, yeah. You have as well. And I did support them before I moved there. Good lad. Didn't get a chance to see them directly, though, on Sunday, I'm given to understand. No, live at my favoured pub with a few pints of Guinness. Which, what's, your, what's your boozer for it, then? Where do you watch? The 12 Pens is the preferred pub for the Arsenal fans. Is it really, yeah? In Finsbury Park. It's got a certain thing about it. I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, and it's convenient for jeering at Tottenham fans if they come back from Wembley after well, losing. Well, you as well. see, it's got a bit of everything. Um, and also alongside him now um, is, a, is a gentleman whose career... Well, we've certainly gone on to do other things, but uh, Mr. Godfrey Torto began um, under the uh, at Stamford Bridge, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um, started at the age of twelve at Chelsea um, under uh, uh, actually now academy uh, director Neil Bath, uh, scouted by um, uh, Bob Osborne. Yeah, so in a local area, Hounslow, where we both know. So yeah, played there, played youth team. Um, myself, Jody Morris, age group, and. Um, yeah, started all started there. Oh, Lamp was Frank Lampard your year as well. He he was a year above in terms of youth ages, but we played against each other. Uh, played against Rio. I, I just need to explain how uncomfortable I am with talking about you and a bunch of veteran footballers, given the fact that you're, you're still a baby because I've known you since you was <laughs> yes, yeah. twelve. Yeah, <laughs> f- funny. Funny I can't story. deal with time in this kind of respect. No, yeah, it makes no true. sense to me. Obviously, we used to go to school with your sons and <laughs> sit in the back of your, 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 I think your, your different cars that you had, and you'd take me to school and take me to rugby matches and football. So it was in good. the glory years, it was a Granada two point eight gear I. Yeah, I, mean, I love that was, car. You, you could get eleven. You get eleven kids. Yeah, yeah. in the back of that one there, <laughs> so that worked quite nicely. Um, right, Godfrey, I'll start with you on this particular one here because. I don't know how big a loss this was for Mourinho on Sunday. Because, of course, what's gone is, is, is a record that I bet you he cherished, which is never being beaten, of course, yeah. by Wenger. So what do you feel about that result then? Um, I think it was probably more uh, 
something for Arsenal. I think the fact that Arsenal lost so many times against Chelsea, I think this that at the beginning of the season to beat Chelsea will give them the belief that they really can maybe go on and win the league this season. So I think it was more of a thing for Arsenal. I definitely think obviously Mourinho would not be happy about losing that record. Um, um, but I think for the Arsenal players and for the squad, and it's a, a young emerging squad now that's got a bit of seniority to it, I think that it's it's something that in their minds mentally now they can go into the season thinking, you know, we beat the champions, we can actually go and win the league. I, I can't imagine that Reno's really going to panic. You know, this this fella doesn't understand that kind of concept, I'm sure. You know, he's not going to take one game and knee-jerk to it. But there's there's one thing that seemed to me a bit weird, which is that their preparation coming to this game wasn't idyllic by any way, shape or form, was it, in terms of their pre-season? They were doing a lot of stuff yeah. that didn't involve them playing a lot of football, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they were touring all over. And it seems the, the way for some of the big clubs nowadays. Yeah. They sort of do, do so much pre-season touring and... Um, I, I, I think obviously, you know, it will definitely affect Amino to a degree. I think he will be looking at it. I think, you know, they had a couple of good results, but they're not so good results in pre-season. So I think he will be looking at it. They haven't been able to bring in any players, particularly of main note that you think, you know, have been big impact buyers. So I think he will be looking at it and thinking, you know what, there's quite a bit of work for him to sort of do to make sure that the players are... Uh, you know, at it in the right way to make sure that they start the season well. And just before I ask top, to pick up this one here, just quickly on that note, as a player, you know, you'd have done pre-seasons and now you'd have hated it, I'm sure, to turn up at Wembley in a game like this and you knew you were 50-60% bit undercooked, wouldn't you? Because yeah. you know it's a big game, don't you? Yeah, of course. You, you want to you wanna go into games like that and you know that the whole world's watching it, even though it's a charity shield, but you still want to perform uh, at your best because it's such a big day. Um, so, but, but I'm sure at the same time, uh, you know, a lot of the players do still see it as a, as a, as a pre-season game and, and um, you know, they're mainly focused on sort of being ready for the, the league games. I'll bet you that was the talk back at Stanford Bridge and at the training ground of, afterwards. Of course, it, yeah. of course it was. I sure. thought so. Meanwhile, in the north part of London, where is a slightly different story, of course, because, well, f first of all, um, I don't know if you think it's a worry, but that's 6-0 against Leon for a start. You talk about, if, if, if come, come nine months' time, talk about your peaking too early if, that become, if, if Arsenal don't succeed. But what a game of football that was. It was amazing. But um, last year, at exactly that time, uh, Yaya Sonogo banged in four goals for the yes, Arsenal. Yes, what the legendary league. Arsenal set it forward, yeah? Yeah, and uh, I don't know if he scored any since then. <laughs> and uh, we won that 4 0. Yeah. We beat Manchester City 3 0 in the Charity Shield, and we finished behind them. Uh, and it was interesting in the other pre season games that uh, when they interviewed the players, they tended to talk about their fitness levels rather than the results. Sure. This is the way it kind of goes with that kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's really... I was, funny enough, I, I, I was there. I, 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 a lovely little tickle, because BT took me up there to show them to show me there, among other people, obviously, not just me. But I, I was in a box where they got the, they're introducing Ultra HD. Excellent plug. You can see every... You can see hairs that... Certainly gentlemen of a certain age will understand. Hairs that you don't want anyone else in the world to necessarily know you've got on your body, you could see them. It's fantastic screen. Problem was, is I watched a lot of it in a box on, on this screen. However, when I went outside, what I did see was a definitely 
a, a, an Arsenal team that was dominant in just that kind of the, the sheer physicality of them, if nothing else. They were superior. I think that's what was most satisfying. It wasn't just that they won. It was the way that they won playing the Chelsea way, really. Yeah. And I think that's probably what irks Mourinho the most as well, because he made a point on the telly of saying, uh, of complaining that Arsenal defended with 10 men behind the ball <laughs> and referred to parking the bus. I don't know. I've never heard that before in relation to Chelsea. Well, he has been there before, exactly, because he's done that with West Ham with the Sharabang as well. But there you go. He's, he is inclined to do that. Now, um, let's talk about Arsenal in this context. The, the nice about you, you look at that 11. I, I, was gonna, I was just flicking through it the other day. The, the centre-half's an interesting situation because he's, still, he's going with the old faithfuls, but he's got Petr Cech behind him now. We didn't see Welbeck and Wilshere. And then you suddenly... but So you look at the 11 that's out there, you look at that bench... If this lot can stay fit, and here's the caveat, I read today as we're sp- sitting here, Jack Wilshire out for three weeks with an ankle injury. What, as uh, I, I think I've said this before, David Johnson, the, the old uh, Nottingham Forest and uh, Manchester United player who's now a scout at Chelsea, describes them as being made of biscuits. There is problems, isn't there? Are you worried there about are, injuries? And the way he plays encourages injuries because he keeps the ball very close to him and carries on He does, doesn't he? Until yes. he's hacked down on the edge of the box. <laughs> and Wenger likes that he says that he wins you free kicks and everybody else cringes and looks away and wonders how long he'll be out for but um you know there were a lot of people missing in that arsenal team too debushi wasn't playing uh gibbs was or wasn't i can't remember did nacho play no no uh, 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 the monorail was on he was yeah exactly yeah Yeah, so they've got gibbs and uh debushi at fullback they've got gabriel who looks to me a very classy centre-back and as you say, they've got Wilshire in midfield. And um, Giroud didn't start. So you've got to wonder where people like Walcott and Wilshire actually fit into their first 11. Hold Sanchez on. You're not telling me there. he's now got problems squeezing people into his team. Well, he might have <laughs> in midfield, in the attacking midfield. He's only dreamed of that for like five years, hasn't he? He's to get everyone well fit enough to play. But Godfrey, here's, let's, let's deal with it on that level. Because do you, do you think that, that what Mourinho saw in front of him was a, a genuine challenge? Because when you put all of this together, it, it's the classic Arsenal conundrum. Keep them all fit. Petr Cech now as the, as, as, as the goalie. Perhaps a little tweak at centre-half or even those two finally kind of becoming very resolute together. Is this a challenging team for the title, Arsenal? I, I do think that Marino, this season, will look at Arsenal and feel that, especially losing Peter Cech as well. Uh, he knows what Peter Cech can bring to a, a team. Um, so I think that that will be a, a, a dent. And also, I do think the fact that he did lose to him, as much as it was Charity Shield, I do think that he will look at that and look at the Arsenal squad and think, you know what, this season these guys are a good challenge for us. And um, and, and I think Arsenal will believe that as well this season. So, Tim, I'll put the same question to you, therefore, because... Because there's an element of been there, done that, isn't there? Which would, which, which is, of course, a worry, and and of course that worry is attached to the fact that 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 what you don't tweak it with is with the manager. I think what's interesting is that at the end of last season, all the pundits said if Arsenal buy another striker, a central defensive midfielder, and maybe a defender, then they'll have a title-winning team. They haven't bought any of those players, and those same pundits are all saying that Arsenal are a title-challenging team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what the answer is, of course, but uh, I mean, you've got to assume players get injured at some point. They do look a, a little thin in, as an actual centre forward behind Giroud. I'm not sure any of the others are 
an out-and-out striker, are they? I don't believe that Walcott is an out-and-out well, striker. Well, don't you? I mean, you know, uh, uh, I mean, does the Oxys finish not finish not give you pause to think? Well, perhaps we can press the two little fellas up front can be a solution. I mean, Sanchez has got to come back. We haven't even talked about that. I mean, my word. I'm excited now. All of a sudden, I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah, well, there are. You're trying. Do you know what you're trying you've to got do? To be nervous, you're trying you? to keep your twelve pins thing. You don't want sitting around here. You don't. You sit in that pub there. You don't want to give too much away. Do you? You don't want to be the bloke who curses it, do you? Yeah, but you never want to come out and say you think your team's going to win the league, do you? I mean, that's and just you're not going to, are you? Trouble. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Well, t- I'll leave that to Godfrey to tell me. I know. Uh, well, he may well do so. But listen, be, be, just before you hand the mic over, I, I want to say thanks very much for coming out because you're off to. You've decided rather than sit here and talk about Arsenal's title chance, you decide to go off and humiliate yourself in a football match. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Yeah. Which is what? Where, where, where are you playing your football now? Then where are you going to go? In uh, in Holloway near the Arsenal ground. Yeah. And against a bunch of very youthful fit runaround merchants, yeah? Yeah, it's probably just as well I'm doing this now and not after. Well, at least you've got your football sandals on. Too. That's have, the main thing. He's, have, re- yeah. he's ready for action. Thanks very much indeed. Love to speak to you. Uh, come back obviously during the course of the season as you're walking away with the title. Yeah, thank you, Will. Oh, I put the curse on it deliberately for you. Thanks very much indeed. Um, we're going to be, uh, just in a moment's time, by the way, we're jo- Godfrey and I are going to chat away, but... Um, uh, Mr. Mike Lee, of course, uh, of our Playback Media, uh, uh, the, the parent company. He's like the godfather and the fairy godmother uh, at the same time. And um, because we've got a great bit of fun to be had with you, uh, would you in terms of the Sun Dream Team, um, it's something you can you can join in with. He'll give you all the details. And I already have, I'm delighted to say. But, Godfrey, uh, just fill us in a bit about w- w- what you're up to at the moment. Because, of course... What's interesting? I mean, you, you, you say you obviously you're working with some like some some of the older players, and you do a bit of PR, a bit of marketing stuff like that. But you've been across the way that youth football is working at the moment, and it's a it's a very different animal, certainly from the time when you was a kid, isn't it? Definitely. How you yeah. can make a career? Yeah, yeah. No, it's changed um, hugely uh, from from the days when I was at Chelsea as a youth. Even looking at if you look at Chelsea for an example. Um, you know, back then you hardly had any international players in your youth team. Uh, you'd have the odd player that might come on trial. But if you look at the, even the Chelsea youth team now, they've got, um, you know, internationals from all over the world playing in their youth team. So um, it's a lot different. It's a lot harder for for, for the best young players to make it. Uh, the times when, you know, Jody Morris, uh, John Terry now coming through at Chelsea. He's a great... I, would John Terry now make it would a would a young John Terry get no. through the system I think he would get through the system but not really probably at Chelsea isn't that interesting yeah and I think that's just not because he hasn't got the right determination but just because there's been many of extremely talented players over the most recent years uh, at Chelsea and they've not managed to to break through and that's not because they haven't been good enough or been determined enough there just hasn't been that window, as whereas the times when John Terry came through, obviously Abramovich wasn't there, the money wasn't there. Uh, Chelsea's first team were good, but they weren't nowhere near as competitive. So I would say he, at Chelsea, I, I, I doubt he would have come through. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it's very you know, just using him as an example is a very strange way of looking at the way that football's changed so dramatically. In pro- that's just like twenty years, isn't it? Really, yeah. but but of course because you're involved in this directly. Chelsea and Man City, as a, as a perfect example, are just doing business a different way. Mm. Now, 
and I've talked to a lot of people about this, it's not necessarily a detrimental way because what's still happening is young footballers are getting chances, aren't they? But they're not necessarily going to make their way into first teams of those two teams, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it can work two ways. It, it can be good in a way that obviously, you know, at an early age, a young player can become a professional and, and you know, the big clubs will give out good contracts to young players. And then sometimes they may filter from being at a Chelsea or Man City into a, a lesser club and still progress. But at the same time, what I've seen happen working with youngsters is sometimes they may become pros at Chelsea, but but the wages they're on, no other team will take them. And also the kids in their own mind, they find it hard to go adapt and go to lesser clubs because what they're used to at Chelsea as well. So some of them end up falling out of the game. So it, it can be a double-edged sword. Um, it can be good, but at the same time, there's a lot of also signs that it's not so good. And there's a, little, there's a couple of little clues knocking about just before we, t- we, we move on and I'll chat with Mike about it. it is, see, Victor Mose is currently back at, in the Chelsea squad, yeah. so in theory, could progress. I mean, I know he, I know he was bought in, yeah. but then you've got Patrick Bamford down at yeah. Crystal Palace, who I know is, is, is loved, yeah. you know, in amongst... And he was certainly loved at all the, all the teams that he's played for. Of course, yeah, he scored goals at uh, Exactly yeah. right. So, but, so can Victor Moses go on and, and establish himself as a Chelsea player? Does Patrick Bamford end up somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bamford's gone Crystal Palace, and I think if he gets the chances there and hopefully if he plays well, um, you know, I think uh, he can show Mourinho that next season he would be someone that should be in at least their three strikers. Um, and then also uh, going on to Victor Moses, I think um, also for the English quota, I do think that that's part of a reason ah, why yes. Victor Here's Moses another, is back here's in the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't think not many people really have put that in the equation, but, but, but he is a strong, powerful player. He's, he's, he can beat players. He is of the Mourinho mould in terms of the fact that he's quite strong. He does get back. Uh, he has got pace. So if he gets the chances, then I think he can show that he's an adequate person within the Chelsea uh, squad. Um, whether he gets the chances or not is is, is and questionable. This, and this, of course, is the, the, the next few years will be just interesting to see how footballers emerge through that. That's for sure. Now, I'm um, delighted to say that Mike Lee is is sat alongside me, particularly. Mike, um, because we're now going to talk about. Just explain to uh, before we explain to uh, you explain to us about the Sun Dream. I'm delighted to say I've got no Tottenham players, so probably very wise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs defenders in, but the Sun, but the Sun Dream team, of course, you know, is is, is stuff of legend. It's been around for ages now. But we've got we, what, what are we doing? What's the story? Well, I mean, yeah, it is a big thing. They're the launch they had Thierry Henry doing the big launch and Teddy showing. It's like you know the whole fancy football thing. But Absolutely right. I like the fancy football thing when you've got to go online each week and you've got 15 players. You just choose 11 players. So you just choose the 11 best players. I think you get like 50 million pounds yes. virtual money. I have left over. You had left over? Yeah. Why? I, it's not real money. You can't I'm keep totally it. no good at this, isn't I? Really? Yeah. Well, we'll go through this in a minute's time when you can, do, when I would discuss my squad to explain how where I stand. But um, so I don't get that yacht that I thought I was just. No. I've made a complete fool of myself. So basically, what we're doing is we're we're, we're creating our own whistleblowers league. So all the listeners out there who would like to play Dream Team, I mean, it's free basically. So just go to dreamteamfc.com. Register a team. It takes like two minutes to put your name, email address, choose a team, pick 11 players in the Premier League. You can pick as many players from one side. So if you're an Arsenal fan, Chelsea fan, you can, if you, I mean, if you've got, if, 
they probably won't get away with it because you know the most expensive players are going to be people like Hazard and yeah. all the big players cost the most. So I had to put Troy Dealey, is it from from Watford in my team because I had two million pound left. So. It, you know, it takes so you, a little while so to do it So much like the real Tottenham, <laughs> yeah, like you filled Tottenham. your Tottenham up yeah, I've got, with I've a bunch got, of overpriced footballers. I've gone for youth, yeah. So <laughs> right, basically, okay. register for free, and then when it's when it says there's a there's a button that says join mini league, just enter the pin number eight three nine four nine six two, and then you'll be playing up against Mark Webster's team in the Whistles Burst League. And I think the Sun are going to give us a signed shirt of your choice randomly and stuff. Nice There's one. prizes to be had if you come and join well, our league. Well, I don't want that shirt because I'm going to win it with this team. <laughs> so you, I, will, I will find a way of deferring right. my shirt win, which is guaranteed. How, how many West Ham players you put in there? One. I went one Let West Ham. Let me guess. Go on. Oh, God. Now you've done it, haven't you? So, maybe one is already injured, possibly. <laughs> oh, 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 so, so Andy, no, I think everyone gets Andy Carroll for nothing in all of their squads. But no, no. Uh, right, OK, I've got Aaron Cresswell. He's my oh, left back. Really? Uh, he's, uh, that boy's got a, a lot. Uh, and many, many, does he get many assists? He does. And, and, right. and he will get even more, I think, under Slaven Bilic uh, because of the nature of the way we play. I, I will point out, and, and, and I'll ask Godfrey to comment on because I've, I've, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thin streak of blue running through this here as well, which I need you to talk to me about. What I've decided to do is I, I, I'm trying to make each man be, his own story rather than actually select an 11 that would ever play a game of football together which, of course, would make me the worst football manager in all of Christendom. But there you go. What I did, OK, got us to start with, I, it's kind of the blue elements of this. I've got mm-hmm. Ivanovic at right back. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. I put Glenn Johnson in my back four, gone to Stoke. Because as, as much as anything else, I'd like to see him play back at centre-half, which I know is where he started his football life, as, as well you will know. And he was superb back there as well. I'll just deal with a defensive part of it for a start there. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll deal with the Stoke bit as well, because I'll put Butland in goal. I just Mark Hughes just bought a load of football players. Yeah, yeah, yeah And he yeah. looks like he's suddenly got the chance to mould Stoke into the team that he wants. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I think is... Uh, which is a bit unfair on Stoke and Mark Hughes, to be fair. I think um, the first season he came in there, they changed their style of football straight away. Yes. And they were playing a passing game. Uh, but you hear when people still talk about Stoke, they always say, you know, we know Stoke are going to be physical. And to be fair, you know, as soon as he's gone in there and they've changed their style of play, and you're right, this summer, he's brought even more players that will help uh, in playing the style of football which he's trying to but achieve But they still there. don't give goals away at home, do they? I mean, yeah, regardless, no. of, even yeah, them being definitely. slightly more expansive as a football team. They still are tight and robust at the back as a squad. Um, they do still work very hard at winning the ball back. Um, but definitely the style of play has, 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 has improved um, massively and they play a lot of possession football. And I think the signings he's brought in, he's brought in the the, the Holland winger as well, Artifale, you're like, yeah. he's a very tricky player. They're going to get on Everyone's nerves this year, aren't they? Because of course, everyone's already picked their. They probably know their top ten in their heads. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Stoke's going to annoy everyone. I, aren't they? I, I've got a feeling that they could definitely sneak in a top ten um, with the players. They're, they're got, the one for me. They're this little strange, quirky one, possibly even at the expense of Sayer Southampton. But I'm not using that yeah. as a as literally. And I will just try this because I asked Mike about this one. I'll tell you what I've got elsewhere. Just just because it should happen, Falcao. Yes, I'll put him up top. There's no way Mourinho doesn't turn him into a superstar, is there? Yeah. Um, 
I and think, he's about I three think, million quid as I well. Think by Marino the way, Marino would definitely give him his game time because I think I think Marino would want to prove that uh, you know he's got him in and he's brought him into a club and he will be a success. He, he won't use him like Drogba, will he? Is a, is a no, sort of I think he'll give him. Thing. I think he'll give him more game time. Yeah, he'll, he'll want to show that his choice of bringing him there was the right choice. But whether him playing up front by himself ah. is going to work, I I don't know. The way Chelsea play, I'm not sure. I think he might struggle. Uh, um, playing up front by himself, and you know, I think he'll do better than he did at Man United. But whether he's get out of it, town, will he? <laughs> whether, <laughs> whether he's going to sort of be someone you're going to look at and say, "Oh, that really, really worked." I'm not sure. Yeah, um, well, he didn't cost me much money, and I've got him in a four-four-two. I'll explain who's alongside him in a moment's time. Uh, Mike, where I've also gone here uh, now, I've mentioned that as well. Is the my midfield? What I've done here. I'm giving Fabian Delph a chance to mm-hmm. excel at Man City. Am I being naive? Because, yes. Okay. <laughs> because, well, the reason being is because I don't, because I don't know if City are just buying mm. good footballers or good English footballers for the sake of just having them around. I mean, is, is, is it is it Scott Sinclair time again for him? The, the thing with this game dream team is you've got eleven players, so you've got to, you really got to go for players that you really think are going to start every game in the league. Otherwise, you don't okay. Get, can you don't we stop here then and start? Can, I, can someone get me That's online? You've got to go for players who you know are going to, you know, injury permitting. Start every game in the Prem. I'm not having it. All right, <laughs> that's why. Well, that's why I put Schweinsteiger alongside him. Huh? Now, what you now? Yeah, but what sort of points did he get? How many? How many? How many assists? How many goals will he score? He's more of I, I assume because he's, he's more of a sort of defensive midfielder. You know, he actually does. Like his last three years, I mean, I saw something in the paper today. Guardiola saying that he's he's been injured. I think last season. He Here's my slight problem with Schweinsteiger: is that they just sold them a pup on purpose because it's, it's, it's more high tempo league as well. Yeah, because yeah, but Schweinsteiger's always looked built for the Premier League for me. Except is he playing on one leg? Five years ago, maybe. Yeah, here lies the problem, doesn't it? Your team's rubbish. <laughs> no, no, it's it's tactical. Because um, I've got pace. And right. goals and assists. So who, who, who's up top with? Um, Do you know I'm going? I'm giving Theo Walcott top? another chance outright on the midf- in the midfield in my four four two. He's injury prone as well, though. Shut up, is he? No, no, I know, I know, it's true. Not, not knocking Theo, but I mean, you know, I think you've got Schweinsteiger and the Falcao. You haven't picked him, have you? Falcao, he's not in your squad, is he? Falcao. Yes, he gets injured a lot as well, doesn't he? To be fair, he, he gets it. Well, you said there's a th- some and, something and of a theme Fabian running Delph, here. Fabian Delph's already injured before the season even starts. Is he? Have you got you got Luis in goal? <laughs> That's right. Just, yeah, it would be yeah. At fine the moment, choice. you are struggling with injuries. I think you're only going to have five starters. Right, I might have to have a. Have a and, I, I, I might have and a close. Glenn Johnson gets injured a lot as well. I, Last season at Liverpool, we are. Yeah, I really don't need your input anymore on this, Godfrey. You know, I, you know, I but, want you to do well, but, but I have only spent well um, so three hundred and twelve pound fifty. So, so I'm quids in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to build a squad of 40 men, but apparently I, I, I seem to have missed the point here. Okay, right. Anyway, I'm, it's free. It's a lot of fun. Here's my fun part, though. Here's the rest of it. I'm going to do the rest of my team. There's no way we're getting away with this without me finishing my squad off. Go on. Wide left, and I like this boy, and, 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 and I'll, I'll ask you first, Mike, but I think you'll probably know, is I've got Yannick Balassi playing wide, and i got a feeling, I think, I think, he's, I think like, if we call last year season one, Often the old classic sophomore album thing, you know, like, you know, following that one up. But I think he's going to get better. And I think he's that good. No, I, I, he's a great player. I know he's been linked with Spurs, but Palace yes. rightly so said, no, we want 
the papers say 25 million and, and Levy won't pay that kind of money for someone who's had one good season. So, uh, I mean, fair enough. I mean, we, we, we've got, um, we've got a, a we, playback. We've got a Palace podcast launching this, this season. Palacepodcast.com. Good to know. Smith and David Let's, Earl. And, and one of them has so to squeeze they'll, they'll a few be, Palace players into their team. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. So if you are listening to this and you're a Palace fan, get, go to palacepodcast.com. That's good to know because it's, it's, it's about time they were represented. That's good to know. So the Palace are back. Right, Godfrey, you know, you'll have known, you know, you know, you work with fellas who know this this kid, you know, who mm. worked around him. Mm. What's the story? Yeah, for me, I think, uh, to be fair, Yannick Balassi is an exceptional talent. Um He's got a, a very bright future ahead of him. I think he's gone the, the hard route as well as a young player. I think he, he played out in Malta and then Plymouth. And, you know, I think because of that graft as well, when he's Not the old Malta-Plymouth route. We've yeah. all done that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> but I think he appreciates, um, you know, the opportunity he has. And for me, um, I'm surprised that maybe some of the clubs didn't go harder to get him this summer. But um, without doubt, if he has another good season, then... I think he would have proven he's well worth clubs paying twenty five million uh, plus. He does need to add, I think, goal scoring a bit. I think sometimes in the in the last third at times he can be a little bit um sometimes erratic at times. But I think if he can become it's, a bit it, more that it's new that, to the it's it's, it's a new thing, he'll, he'll get caught. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think he's an exceptional player and, and could grace some of the, the top clubs. Now another club that I know you do a lot of work with because you've, you've worked with the young, young players there and you swear by them is Southampton because their system yes. works, doesn't it? Yes. Dramatically works. Yeah, yeah. Southampton, um, it's a very well-run club. Um, you know, obviously youth, I think the, the reason why they're being successful is, is I do think they have really good players there, but it's more because they've got a structure within place that no matter what happens, uh, you know, they plan to have five players from their youth set up within that first team and it doesn't matter so they kind of target so they've got slots available yeah 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 they actually and what they do is if they see a good promising young player that's within their youth set up they purposely won't buy a player that they think will block that path if they think that player will step up eventually they'll purposely allow that player to step up and i think because of that that's why they've got a good youth set up chelsea and arsenal if you play against under-18s, Chelsea and Arsenal will beat them. They've got better players. Yeah. But the, the reality of it is, is Southampton make a choice that they will allow these players to get the They'll part. commit and, yeah. and, and they want them to progress. Yeah. yeah, and that's why those players go in and do well. Uh, and, and that's why I, I, I rate Southampton and I recommend them a lot to, to young players that I think have a pick of clubs to go to. Uh, a lot of the time, I would sort of say Southampton is... is is a good one to go to. I'm so pleased you said that because I've got Stephen Corker at centre-half in my dream team. Very good player. That, he, he, that now, is one good now, choice. Uh, no, oh, oh, thank you, really? Because I thought he had a waste... Of course he had a waste this season at QPR. Yeah, and yeah. I thought he was a, he's a fella that was... He was a bit unlike... His big chance to step up and it was kind of blown around yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think he's, he's due to be very good somewhere still, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I do rate him very highly. Uh and I, and I definitely think that Colker uh, has a potential career with, with England as well. Um, I think the Southampton move would be a good one for him, and hopefully That's he can flourish there. Um, it would be really useful to have a very good centre-half play for England, wouldn't it, yeah, really? Yeah, no, I, 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 I think the Jones I, and Smalling thing may still be on the sort of like you know on the planning in, stages. In, in my opinion, I think that he's better than both of them on his day. Nice one. That is just my opinion. I, I do think that. Nice I think he's one. a better defender. 
Well, that's good to know. Well, this it just leaves us, Mike. Then I'll just I'll finish with on the on the dream team as well before to find out what Gobby's up to uh, with my second striker. Um, mm. Well, well, you could probably tell obviously from the from the well I've done it here. Yank Kermigan. You right. Oh, Yank Kermigan. Well, I had a space and I thought I better <laughs> give one of the promoted teams a go. He's a 33-year-old Frenchman who plays up top for Bournemouth. Wow, amazing. And do you know what's going to happen? He will... Bournemouth will surprise... Set the league alight. He will. He'll get 10 goals in the first seven matches, and everyone's going to wonder who he yeah. was, and they're all going to know about him. He played at Charlton. And you heard it here there. first with Mark Webster. So, right, because can I'm in the dream, am I allowed to sell some? Are you, can you can you change players during the course I of the season? I don't think so. Oh! I saw him as a temporary solution. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck with a 30-year-old Frenchman, 33-year-old Frenchman who, who played for Charlton and came up. We've with all been stuck with a 33-year-old well, Frenchman. Well, I, I, I miss have been there, done that. Yeah. Do you know Kermigan at all, Godfrey? Is he, is, he, is he familiar to you? If I'm completely honest. No, I've don't be completely honest, Godfrey. Back me no, up, son. I've never heard of him before. No, no disrespect to you well, if you've listened to the first. podcast. But I've never heard of him. But I hope he does do well for Thank you. Thank you, you're very kind. Even though I don't think he'll start. but, but <laughs> <laughs> He started my 11, that's for yeah, sure. So, Gobby, well. just before we go then, so, w- yes. uh, so what, are we, what are you up to at the moment? I know that you look, there's, a, um, there's several footballers you're looking out for on different mm-hmm. things, but not necessarily just all about playing football, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, well, obviously this summer transfer, so trying to help a few players and try to place a few players into clubs and uh, some high profile, not so much. Um, still got a lot of charitable projects going on. Obviously, with Colton uh, being his publicist, Colton, Colton and I, Colton. obviously, because it was he did the the, the Ebola charity that Ebola, you and I which, did. Yeah, so appreciate that very much, like, Mark, Mark. And Nathaniel Klein was there as well because he's yeah, made Nathaniel Klein. So, so what's he what's he think about that move? Have you talked to him about? Yes, of course. Yeah, because I work as his publicist, and yeah. he uh, he's buzzing about it. Obviously, it's a fantastic move for him, um, and um, I think he'll have a good season there as well. And he's got that recognised right back spot for him to just go in and do well and hopefully that will help him with the England he's got the recognised well. uh, fullback slot and he's also got the, uh, the most recognisable uh, World War 1 fighter pilot haircut I've seen in the entire <laughs> yeah, league yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got that going hasn't he really has I think you might need to change that after a while no but, I like but it does it. look good to me he fair. looks like he's from some old 1920s yeah, film yeah, doesn't yeah, he yeah, no, it does look just, good he should always play in a tuxedo yeah. tell him that from me <laughs> tell him that from me go on, love to see you, mate love yeah, to see you. hopefully during the course of the season Mike just before we go then just just reiterate um uh, obviously, well, it's no point because obviously I've won it. Well, so you've won it, it's, but it's, it's join, join Marketers League, dreamteamfc.com, register for the team for free, join our league, enter the pin, 839-4962. We'll put it on the uh, Whistleblowers Facebook page and Twitter feed anyway, at Football Podcast, which is the feed on the whistleblowers.net for all your links. Thank you, gentlemen, and uh, we will see you again next week on the Whistleblowers when the season has started proper. Thank you very much. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.